that's the beauty of sponsorship is that there's return on investment for both people. Before we get started, thank you so much to our sponsor, Limbok. They excel in critical MEP systems, ensuring operational efficiency. Their expert team delivers reliable, customized solutions for mission-critical facilities, providing clients peace of mind. Now, let's get into it. Hi, you are listening and watching the Build Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Emma Shirey, and today I'm with Andrea Jansen, and I am so, so, so excited to have her on. Andrea, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you do, and why you love it? Um, So I'm Andrea, and I own a leadership development company called Ambition Theory, and our focus is 100% on accelerating the path to leadership for women in the construction industry. And I love it because this industry has so many cool opportunities, and women bring a unique perspective to the industry, and they bring so many skills that right now are kind of untapped in the industry. And so what we do is we help companies, we help people really unlock the potential that exists already inside women and helps them channel it to develop amazing careers for themselves, but also like bring value to the industry and to their company. I love it. Y'all, I'm so excited to have her on because oftentimes in the construction industry, we're thinking about how we uh, can support women who are already in the industry or how to bring women into the industry, but seldom are we talking about how to be a woman in the industry. And so I'm really, really, really excited to have you here because of your work with Ambition Theory and your personal work. Um, As a woman in the construction industry, I feel Just so excited and ready to share this with the world and share you with the world. Um, So tell us a little bit about your main focus on the idea of mentorship versus sponsorship and what that looks like. So I love this question so much because when I started my career, and I'm sure you've heard this, Emma, too. It's like everybody said, if you want to be successful, find a mentor, find a mentor. There's mentorship programs, you know, there's ads out there that's saying like, sign up for this mentorship program, because that's what you need to do. And so that's what I did. And I spent hours going for coffee, talking to other women about what it took to be successful. And it was a lot of time invested and not a lot of return on that investment. And I was saying this, like, I wish somebody explained this to me when I was early in my career. But the the key, if you want to be successful, if you want to have a really great career, if you want to feel supported, if you want to deliver value, is to shift towards a mindset of sponsorship. And sponsorship is about opportunity. It's about creating that space where people can learn and grow and excel. And it's doing it together and creating that value together. So that's sponsorship, whereas mentorship is where you find that experienced person. So that could be someone in your company or in your industry, and you're asking for their advice. You're kind of trying to hear their perspective. Um, But in a mentoring relationship, at the end of the day, it's up to you, the mentee, the junior person, the motivated young person who wants to be successful to figure out how to apply that advice and to find the opportunity to actually show what you're capable of. But in a sponsoring relationship, it's really about creating that opportunity together and creating value for both people. So I got 
really excited about this concept because when I looked back in time, I could see like I'm much further into my career and I could see the times where I was really successful. When I look back, I'm like, that person was advocating for me. That person, I had someone who was in a meeting when I wasn't there that was like, Andrea is capable of doing this. We should put Andrea on that project. And the cool thing about sponsorship is if someone puts your name forward for you, if someone advocates for you, if someone opens that door and creates that opportunity for you, they have skin in the game too, right? So if they put me on that project and I completely failed, like they're they're good. I'm probably gonna get you know reprimanded, but that person that put me there at that higher level in the organization, somebody's gonna call them and be like, "What the heck happened?" Like their reputation is on the line as well. So in that sponsoring relationship, it's really magical because you, as the protege, that's the word to describe the junior person. You're like, I need to prove myself. So you really rise up to that challenge and you deliver your best work because you're actually helping that senior level person that created that opportunity for you. But in that mentoring relationship, if you're put into that stretch role by some fluke, if something goes wrong, you have really nobody to turn to and you're really on your own. Whereas if someone, if you have someone more experienced in the organization that you can turn to for help that has their put their reputation on the line for you, they can actually step in and help you and really actually give you that cover so that you can take that risk without the worry of it being a catastrophe um, if something goes wrong. So that's how I got so excited about sponsorship. And I will say there were times in my career where I didn't have a sponsor and there wasn't somebody that was creating opportunities for me. There wasn't somebody advocating for me behind the scenes. And that's when I probably hated working the most. I was most miserable. I didn't feel like I was being successful. I was stressed out at work. Um, and you know, some, some bad things happened to me. Um, we don't need to go into all the details, but there's always ups and downs in your career. And like the low points, when I look back, I can see that's when I didn't have those relationships in place. So that's why I am so passionate about this topic because I know how much value it can, can contribute to the construction industry. I love it. It feels to me kind of like a triangle in a way, because you have the accountability, you have the support, and you also have someone supporting you from the back end, just talking about you in scenarios that maybe you're not there. So um, it's visibility, it's that support and accountability. And I think as a young person in the industry, it is so important to have those three things because you can do them for yourself forever, but it doesn't mean that you will never be in the rooms that you're not already in. Um, and so when we talk about getting a seat at the table, sometimes it's really great when you have somebody already at the table to kind of call you in um, and also teach you how to, how to sit at the table. So I really think that sponsorship is that extra push above um, something like a mentorship, that coffee, right? That, that lack of kind of return on your investment um, specifically because like you said, everyone has a stake. Uh, it's like skin in the game, high stakes, high reward. Uh, and I also think as women building community is so effective. And so I'm sure for both the sponsor and the protege, that brings a level of um, excitement and enrichment towards a career that maybe 
they uh, have gone past the honeymoon phase or they are kind of having a low point in their career, being a mentor or a sponsor might be more fulfilling than not, right? Yeah. And I want to go back to something you said about that return on investment of mentorship, because Mm -hmm. if you think about it as the mentor, as that experienced person, they have a lot on their plate, right? Like they're doing their job. And then you're like, oh, now I need to actually like, because you're told, right? You're successful. You got to give back. So you're like, now I have to go for coffee every month to give back (laughs) to the next generation. What's the return on that investment other Mm -hmm. than like, like feeling good about yourself, right? And the cool thing about sponsorship, it's not just a return on investment for that junior level person. Mm -hmm. There's a return on investment for that that experienced person because, and this is what people don't understand, um, the value that you can bring to that senior level person. So as a young person starting out in your career, there's so many things you can share with that person because they don't have the same perspective that you do. So one obvious one is digital skills, social networking. Like you can find information that literally is probably just, you know, because you're on social media and it's just part of your life that someone more experienced, it's it's not in their daily routine. They're not connected in that way. So you can share them information about the industry, about your competitors, about other companies that you work with, just because you know that, and that's really valuable to that experienced person. Um, And the other one that is really cool. So I'll tell you a story about one of our clients, because everybody's like, okay, sign me up. Like, where's the sign up page for a sponsor? Because I want one, of course, right? You want someone advocating for you, someone to have your back, someone that's looking out for your next opportunity. Um, But the truth is there really isn't that sign up sheet. Right. And I remember I was talking to this one client and they're like, how do I find this sponsor, Andrea? I want it. It's impossible. I don't have any relationship with people in senior leadership positions. Nobody knows me. This is going to be impossible. And so I asked them a bunch of questions. I said, like, is, is there any way you could connect with someone, you know, a level or two above you in the organization? And they're like, uh, they're thinking, thinking, thinking. And then they said, you know what? There's this vice president um, in a different state. I, I sometimes see them at these like company wide Zoom sessions or like I've met them in person once when they were visiting my region. Um, and they said something to me the last time I saw them. They said, you're my eyes and ears. You're my boots on the ground. And this is the thing that you don't understand when you're starting out in your career. The fact that you have your boots on the ground, that you are there at the front lines doing the work, you hear stuff, you pick up on stuff, you see the relationships that are happening. And there's information that you have that doesn't go into the formal report that that person at that higher level in the organization doesn't have access to. So if you can share that information with them, that is so valuable. They, they are better prepared when they have to present to, you know, the executive team, they have insight as to actually what's happening on the job site that they don't know about. Cause when you're at that level, you can't be on every job site Mm -hmm. every single day. And that's the beauty of sponsorship is that there's return on investment for both people. And that's where you get that exponential growth and opportunity. Do you have advice for someone um, who is a young person in the industry to try to gain some of that respect? Because I think oftentimes young people like Gen Z have a lot of ideas. They're noticing things. They're seeing kind of holes in 
what has been done before, but maybe they don't feel as respected or heard. Do you have advice on how young women uh, could make themselves heard or more respected like that? So I think first off, it's about like looking at those people as people and building a relationship with them first. So sometimes people have all these ideas, right? I'm going to make this like deck, this presentation with all the ideas of how I think we can make this better. And then you present it to someone and it doesn't necessarily land that well, or it comes across as abrasive. Um, But I think really taking a step back and this is a bit cheesy, but you know, that saying like slow down to speed up Mm -hmm. in sponsorship, it is like a hundred percent the case. So it's all about just finding these people where you can build that mutual connection. So a great way that some of our clients have been able to do this. So if there is a charity event, like a walk for something, a bike ride, bake sale, it's someone's birthday, there's a cake, there's donuts. And you know, you're always like, Oh, I'm so busy, I need to finish my work. I'm not the the birthday cakes optional, I'm not going to go, I would encourage you go to every single event like that. There's a Christmas party, go to the Christmas party, because those leaders are going to be there. And you know what, you like their, the color of their blazer, give them a compliment, start the conversation that way. Or if you're at that charity event and you just have a conversation about something to just start the conversation so that the goal is to really get to know them. What is their name? What do they like to do? And find something that you can talk about and get to know them on that personal level first. And then you get that build that comfort level, you build that trust And then the next thing you know what, they're getting curious about you. They're like, oh, I met this really interesting person at the charity bike ride. I wonder what project they're working on, right? And then they're curious about you. They're asking around about, huh, what's this person working on? Like, what are they all about? And because they're kind of trying to figure that out for themselves. Like, can I trust this person? And once you kind of do that, it, it speeds up a lot that way. And then you kind of build that relationship. It becomes more professional after that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think um, starting slowly building that relationship. And then how does someone formalize? Is there a formal sponsorship thing? Or do you recommend just taking it, starting with the mentorship coffee, and then sort of like, how do you maybe turn a mentor or someone who you can do a quick meeting with into a sponsor? So one thing is in our culture today, we never say the word sponsor out loud. It is really this beautiful dance of human behavior. We may use the word mentor to describe sponsorship. In a lot of cases, we do. Um, So I wouldn't recommend like going up to someone and being like, hi, will you like be my sponsor? I will provide you information from the job site. If you, you know, advocate for my next promotion in the meeting that I'm not in, um, I wouldn't recommend, you know, saying it out loud because we're not there as a culture yet. Like this word is not part of our everyday language. So it's really about really showing up with some value. And I think it's like a mindset shift that it's not all about me, 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 right? when we talk about mentorship, it's like what we've kind of has been ingrained into our minds. It's like, it's about that junior person. It's about that experienced person giving back. It's like, how can I be successful? How can I get to the next level? And I think if you shift your mindset on and be really curious, it's like, what is that person 
trying to achieve? Like, what are their goals? What is on their plate? And how can I contribute value to them? How can I help them? And allow yourself to be curious because it's easy to get stuck, right? Like I'm in an entry-level position. Like I just started, maybe I'm an apprentice. How can I help that person? Um, Just be really curious about what they are working on, what is keeping them up at night and kind of start from there and really make it more about them than about you at the beginning. And then you'll build that trust and then they will automatically with maybe without you even asking, um, look for those opportunities for you. But the other thing that I think a lot of people, especially women, we get stuck in this mentoring relationship, right? Like I need the advice. I need to be prepared. I need to be ready for when the opportunity presents itself so that I can take it. Um, And we ask questions like, tell me your story. What advice do you have for me at this stage in my career? Mm -hmm. And we're asking for mentorship. So I think sometimes it's asking different questions. Like, this is my my goal. What opportunities do you see that will help me reach that goal? So it's asking different questions and looking at it from an opportunity perspective, not just the perspective of asking for advice. I love that looking for opportunity. So, because it is really easy to be like, what advice do you have? Like, what's your favorite quote? It gets really cliche there, but I feel like really the good stuff that happens is you already know what you want. And as women in the industry, we know where we want to be and how we want to evolve. Um, And so asking about how have you seen people get there or what opportunities are coming that you've heard of maybe yes okay okay. I'm gonna can I interrupt when you said how have you seen other people do this you're you're getting stuck in the mentorship way right you're asking for the story of the example and then at the end of the day you're like okay this is how that person did it all right like done like that's a how how am I supposed to do it right whereas you said the second question you asked what opportunities do you see that's a sponsorship question I love it that is such a great example of how easy it is to get stuck in mentorship. I feel like for um, like more experienced people, it's also easy to be a mentor because thinking about needing help is a lot harder. I feel like for established women in the industry or anywhere than it is for maybe a 22 year old. Uh, so that's really interesting too. Oh, I'm so excited. It's not just for people starting out. Like you need a sponsor at every stage of your career because there's always going to be those rooms that you're not in. Even if you're boss of the, the boss of the entire organization, right? There's industry meetings. Mm -hmm. There's things that decisions are made when you're not there about your company and having people that can put in a good word for you, who can recommend you, who can share information with you. It's crucial at every single step. So there's no point where you're like, okay, I'm done. I don't need a sponsor anymore. You can all, you always need a sponsor and you can always sponsor other people. Do you feel like peers can sponsor each other? So if it's two of us and the same role of an organization, but the organizations maybe work together in construction. Obviously there's so many companies that are working together all the time. Do you feel like a peer can be a sponsor? Absolutely. Because a sponsorship is really about creating that opportunity. So a great example in construction is there's maybe a general contractor and they have a relationship with someone at a sub trade and you know what, what, who are we going to award this work to? Right? So if you have someone 
at the general contractor in that room that can advocate on your behalf, they might say something favorable about your bid. If you're like on par with another competitor, it's like maybe you're like this person, they're really great at delivering things on time. And someone can say that about you in the meeting when you're not there, when they're deciding. And so you can absolutely sponsor people when you're a peer. So it's about really putting people's names forward. Um, and the thing about that is, right, if you're at, you recommend this subcontractor and they come, they do a great job. It's like, great job on bringing that new yeah. subcontractor in. But if they don't go, do a good job, it's really up to you. It's like, well, you know, the person at that company, why don't you call them and get things back on track? Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of the sponsor too, sponsorship relationship too, because both people have skin in the game. That person at the subcontractor, they want the work because they want more work. They want to fix this really. So if something's going wrong, the fact that they have a relationship inside, they can give them a call before it's like, okay, we're, you know, the contract's at risk, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? They can get that inside information first, try to fix it before, you know, it becomes a catastrophe. So I almost feel like listening, if you're listening to this podcast, it it's, a good way to get a sponsor is to be a sponsor, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're sponsoring other people, they're going to feel as you support them or you um, talk about them in a room that they're not in, invite them to the table. They'll also invite you to tables you don't currently exist at. So there, that is a really good method, I feel like, to become a sponsor, to get a sponsor. A hundred percent. And like, it's always two way, right? It's like this, mm -hmm. it has to be, mutually beneficial or else you're just like the mentoring relationship right it's like how many more hours can i go for coffee like i don't have any more like people don't have any more hours in their day so it's really recognizing that like e even if you're in that mentoring relationship like you're gonna burn out because mm -hmm. as the mentor you're gonna get frustrated because you're learning all these awesome things but you're not applying them there's no opportunity for you to apply mm -hmm. them and as that mentor you're going to burn out because you're not getting anything back. Yeah. So when it becomes reciprocal, it becomes better for everybody and everybody rises in these relationships. What do you think we should look for when kind of seeking a sponsorship relationship? What kind of traits are we looking for? What does that look like? So I think the first thing is like, again, going back to that relationship. So is this something, someone that I can see aligning my reputation with? Because that's at the end of the day what it is. You're aligning your personal brand with their personal brand. So if there's things that, you know, you're like, we are not aligned on that. Like we do business in completely different ways. Um, that's probably not someone that you want to build that relationship with. And trust is the key because if you're going to give someone that opportunity, you need to trust that they're actually going to step up to the plate and deliver. Because the worst thing that can happen is you offer someone an opportunity and they don't step up because that looks really bad on you and you can get, you can, your reputation gets burned that way. So I think really understanding, um, are you aligned with that person? And number two, is the person good, right? Like, Because you don't want to give an opportunity to someone that isn't going to be able to deliver. And sometimes you'll go down the road and you'll kind of realize, you know what, maybe there isn't alignment. Maybe I don't trust that this person can deliver the kind of work that I need them to. And at that case, like, it's okay to recognize like, this is not 
the right fit Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So my last kind of big question for you is why is sponsorship really revolutionary for women in construction? So this goes back. So Ambition Theory did a research project um, in January of this year with the National Center for Construction Education and Research. And what we found, so I kind of, this was a hypothesis of mine for the six years that I've worked with women in construction um, based on research in other industries, but men and women are mentored differently. And this is where it's really kind of like breakthrough thinking in that typically women are mentored and it's prepared, given advice, read this book. Um, That's what women are given when they're asked for that mentorship. And at the end of the day, it's up to the woman to find that opportunity herself. And what we found in our research, we asked people about, we didn't ask them about, do you have a mentor? We asked them mentoring behaviors. Do I have someone that, you know, gives me advice that, you know, helps me plan what my next career move is. And we found lots of women in construction are getting these mentoring behaviors. So there's been a lot of mentorship programs in the industry over the past couple of years. So we're celebrating that. And they've done a great job at making women feel welcome, giving them that support system to come into the industry and really like do their job at the level that they're at. But on the other side, sponsorship, but we actually call this all mentorship. Like we don't really use the word sponsorship in our language. Um, Men, when they are mentored, they're actually sponsored. So men are typically like, you know, invited to the meeting, they're put into that stretch role, like put on that harder project by somebody else. So instead of giving that advice, it's like, here's the opportunity, make sure you deliver And you know what, I'm right here to make sure you're successful because we're in it together. So what we found in our research is that women are typically mentored, men are typically sponsored. And you think about um, the long-term successful career is like really women wanna be into those leadership positions. So our research told us, we asked women if they wanted to be in a leadership position at some point in their career. And 88% of them said they wanted to or we're already in a leadership position. And when we look at the numbers in the industry, I'm sure you know them at the very top of organizations, even kind of at that senior leadership level, we don't see a lot of women. So women aren't advancing to leadership at the same rate as men in the industry. And sponsorship is really one of the main reasons. And we found in our survey that for women, sponsorship happens half as often as mentorship. So women are getting advice, they're being prepared for the opportunity, but men are actually being put into that opportunity first and they get to learn as they go. And so that's kind of one of the main reasons why we're not seeing as many women kind of like progress rapidly to senior leadership positions. And the cool thing about it is that it's not a big capital investment. Like this solution of sponsorship is really a shift in mindset. And I will say women are mentored and people don't realize they're treating men and women differently. So Mm -hmm. people are not doing this on purpose. People don't actually know they're behaving this way. It's completely unconscious. So you've probably talked about unconscious bias. And this is another way that unconscious bias shows up because it's this idea that, and it's actually good intentions, right? It's like, I want her to be successful. I don't want her to fail. So when that opportunity comes, I want to make sure she's ready so that she knocks it out of the park. And then what ends up happening is women are preparing, reading the books, hearing the advice, 
but then they're not actually getting the opportunity to do the thing that's going to kind of push their career to that next level because you need that experience. Um, you need to actually show that you're able to do it to be able to get to that next level. Whereas men are just given that opportunity to do it in real life. So they're advancing faster. So the part that's revolutionary is that it's a mindset shift, really. It's just like recognizing this is a thing. It's nobody's fault. There's no shame. It's not men versus women. We're not pointing the finger. We're not judging. We're not blaming. It's just like, oh, this exists because this is where our culture is at. This is where our society is at today. And it's not just construction. This happens in other industries too. Mm -hmm. And now that I know this, what can I do? Can I, can I manage my own mindset? And when I notice myself kind of getting stuck in kind of like mentorship in a mentoring relationship, what can I do to create that opportunity? And as the, the junior person, an easy way to do that is like you said, ask like what opportunities are there available for me to practice this skill? Um, and some, that's something like that junior person can do. Um, but that more importantly at that senior level, because at the senior level, you can see the opportunities, you have access to them. So instead of kind of recognizing in your own head, like when you're kind of going down the mentorship road, really pause and think like, what opportunities can I see for this person? And one thing I will say, if you're not ready to give them that opportunity, you don't know if they're good yet. It's like even taking it a step back, like what do I need to do to get to know this person's work so that I can be comfortable giving them that opportunity? So sometimes it's even going a little bit slower as that experienced person and really getting curious about who are the, who are the amazing, talented people that are working in my organization and like, how can I get to know them a little bit more and find one that I can create that opportunity for knowing that it's going to benefit my career too. So, yeah. so find, find the shining star, be the shining star and lift each other up. I feel like is the key to all of this. Andrea, thank you so, so much for coming. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with? I think if you're interested in kind of like going a bit deeper on this concept of sponsorship. So we published a report with the National Center for Construction Education and Research. So you can get our report at buildingbetterreport.com and you'll get all the information. There's case studies about how you can actually implement this in your company. Um, and there's more, there's more detailed statistics about kind of how this is showing up in the industry. Y'all, the report is so inspiring too. I was looking through it and it is, it's so neat to see that Ambition Theory is doing this work, that NCCER is doing that work. Um, and we're really excited to share this with everyone. I will have that link in the bio. Do not worry. Um, but yeah, thank you so, so much. Have a fabulous rest of your day. Dig in and build your path.